T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Six o'clock, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley behind the glass. You guys with us, 215-592-9494. That's how you hop aboard on this Friday evening. A Friday night show that I, frankly, when this week started and we kind of mapped out the schedule for the week, I didn't know we'd be doing it tonight because tonight, of course, is supposed to be Game 6 of the World Series. That will be tomorrow. And tonight was the night I was like, well, maybe we wouldn't have to do a, you know, a Game 6. Maybe the Phillies could win this thing in five if they have a special week at home. And after Game 3, that certainly felt like it was possible. And... Well, that's not anymore, and this still could turn out special, but it's going to take something extra special going back to Houston. we got a lot to react to tonight. We do have an undefeated football team. We will talk about the Eagles tonight. Jalen Hurts and and this team just continues to roll. But we start with the Phillies, and I'm going to ask you guys to help me tonight because I I need some uplifting tonight. Maybe maybe you out there can help me feel better and help me feel like bring that faith back that they could do this because I'm down, and I, I was down last night when I went to bed down when I woke up, and, and I thought today as the day went on, I was like, maybe I'll muster it. Maybe I'll be able to feel that that belief again that they're going to go down to Houston and win two games, that they're going to go down there and beat the Astros at six, beat them at seven, and come back and have a parade here next week. And this this underdog story, this special story, a, a team that no matter what, we're not going to you know forget the 2022 Phillies, that it's going to turn out to be a happy ending. That, that's what I was hoping for, a special ending to this story and I need you to help me believe it because I, I'd be lying to you right now if I told you I feel like they're going to go win the World Series. My belief was splintered last night. It was hurt. It started to you know to not feel great. I was acting for the no-hitter, the dumb combined no-hitter by the Astros a couple nights ago. But I, I tried to shake that off, and I was like, look, they could come back. Uh, I think they could hit Verlander, which, and, and they could put good swings on him, which they did. Verlander was not sharp last night. I thought the Phillies had a really good chance to win last night. And I thought they needed to win last night. It is an overwhelming advantage. Not just an advantage, it's overwhelming for the Astros to go back home up 3-2. I thought the Phillies needed to have three wins before they got back to Houston. That's obviously now impossible now. And last night was, wasn't just disappointing, it was frustrating. Because the Phillies, for all their good that they've done this month and all the goodwill they've, they've in, in engineered in this city, they are a frustrating baseball team. They were frustrating during the season. They were frustrating down the stretch of the season, and they they brought that frustration back last night. That is an awful World Series loss last night. Awful. I mean, the Astros just let it like hung it out there for the Phillies to take. Base runner after base runner, hit by pitch, walks. I mean, they were just giving the Philly Phillies opportunity after opportunity to make the hits or make the plays or win the game, and the Phillies could do it. And I always say this in all sports, when teams lose, whenever their season ends, especially if it's it's that a, you know, towards the end of the regular season or in the postseason, 
I always think whatever the weakness was during the year, whatever the thing you, you kind of kept, like, you know, we all have that, that gut feeling about teams in the pit of our stomach, like this part of the team worries me. I always think that that part of the team that worries you deep down in your gut, it will be the reason the team loses if they lose. Now, sometimes teams don't lose. They win a championship. But if they lose, and it doesn't matter what round they go out, that's it. And I've and we've all year we've said it. This team is not a good defensive team. They just aren't. And we knew the Astros were a good defensive team. And last night was so frustrating because the defense was the difference maker in a game that was razor thin. Like just a hit here, a moment there, a play there would have won or lost that game. And the Phillies defense failed. Brandon Marsh has to make that play a better play in the first inning, keep Altuve off of third base. He has to, and he didn't make enough play. You know, he was too close to the wall, and he could pick the ball up. It's not a good enough play. And, I mean, the Reese Hoskins play is, it's egregious. It is egregious. I don't care how many home runs Reese Hoskins hits, you know, in, in the postseason. I, I don't care how much he's liked when he does some good things and his bike spat. We know what he is. We know what Reese Hoskins is. He is a streaky offensive player with a lot of power. He brings some good to the offense. When he's hot, he brings some excellent to the offense. But he is a, not a good first baseman. He's not. That play has to be made. It has to be. And making matters worse on that play last night, making me feel so much worse after that game, is the play that was made by the Astros, by Trey Mancini, who's not even a first baseman. Just for a second, think about that. Think of any games and reps and innings the Phillies have given Reese Hoskins over the years to get better at first base, to be a, you know, a solid to good first baseman. And he couldn't make the play. He screwed it up in the game's biggest moment, leading to a crucial, crucial run for the Astros last night in a one-run game. He couldn't make the play. He couldn't make the play after all these years of first base. And deep down, I think we all knew there was going to be a play in this World Series he didn't make. That's who he is. He doesn't make those plays. And on the other side, who was it? Trey Mancini. Not even a first baseman. An outfielder, a DH, had to come in the game because their actual first baseman, Gurriel, got hurt on the rundown. And he makes the instinct play to hurt the Phillies. Defense in center field, messed up by Marsh. Exclamation point by Chaz McCormick, the Westchester kid, late in the game. And then, of course, it's the first base play where it's Trey Mancini who makes the play and Reese Hoskins who doesn't make the play. 215-592-9494. What a frustrating night. I mean, runners on base all night. Can't get him in. Can't get the big hit. Of all the people to be up in the ninth inning there in that moment, Nick Castellanos is the last one I want up in that spot. I mean, the guy is just so bad. I mean, he's sprinkled in a double here and there this postseason, so we haven't yelled about it. And he's he's made two great catches. But, I mean, the Astros must have sat there smiling when they realized when the Harper ball fell in. I mean, he hit it hard. But when it fell in and it was, you know, he's on base there, it's like, all right, well, we got Castellanos coming up next. What are the odds that guy lifts the ball out of here to win the game? Almost slim. He hasn't had a home run since August 27. 215-592-9494. And in the context of a long series, it's it's a bad night, right? And bad nights happen in any playoff series. But my belief has been broken. I want to sit here tonight and I want to believe the Phillies could still go down to Houston and win game six and seven. But I, right now I'm not feeling it. My belief was broken last night. They are facing a significant uphill climb to go win two in a row in Houston. I and mean, we know the numbers, you know, it's, it's 80% basically. We're, we're teams up 3-2 going home, win the series. And the Phillies pitching situation the next couple of days is is suspect at best right now. I mean, you got Rob Thompson today talking about the fact that, yeah, Zach Wheeler got through his bullpen today, but we might use Ranger Suarez. Does anyone feel good about Zach Wheeler's health right now? Does anyone? 
The fact that he didn't pitch last night on regular rest against, you know, instead of Noah Syndergaard should have told you everything. Now, Syndergaard was, you know, he did fine considering what they were asking of him. I know he had the home run to Pena. He didn't lose the game, but if Zach Wheeler felt good, he would have pitched that game last night. He didn't. And the fact that Rob Thompson today is talking about the idea of, well, you know, we could use Ranger tomorrow if, if we need to relieve Zach, that doesn't make me feel good about Zach Wheeler because that would set up a very short rest, Aaron Nola, for only a portion of the game in Game 7. Like, that's how dire the Phillies pitching is right now and how uncertain they are that we're talking about Ranger Suarez out of the bullpen tomorrow and Aaron Nola on three days rest. I, I am I'm down. I, I am down. I hope you can lift me up. I mean, there's got to be some people out there who believe. 215-592-9494. Tell you, hop in. Do you still believe the Phillies are going to come back to win this series? Do you still believe? Because I think when we talked every night before these games this week, you know, whether it be game three, game four, Monday night, during the rainout, I would say, I don't know, three out of every four, maybe four out of every five of our callers the last couple days. You know, once they came back 1-1 from Houston, I would say four out of every five people I talked to, whether it be on the phones or met in person over at the stadium, four out of five truly believed. And I would say of the 20% who didn't, they were kind of convinced themselves like, yeah, why not? We could do this. I, I And I was among them. When they came back 1-1 and then watching game three with the home run barrage, I felt like the Phillies were going to win the World Series. And that belief has been, it's been shattered the last couple of days by a no-hitter, which was just, I mean, yeah, we saw history the other night. Tucker and I were both there for history. It was not fun history. Getting no hit is is boring. I mean, no one wants to get no hit, especially in the World Series. And then last night was actually worse, though, because that was a winnable baseball game that they just they just they lost it. I mean, they lost the game. 215-592-9494. Do you still believe the 2022 Phillies are coming back and are going to put a different ending to this story in the World Series? Tucker, what are you feeling? I mean, about 18 hours ago, I probably would have had a, a different answer for you, Joe, because mm-hmm. the last... Two days have been tough. I mean, yeah. you went and saw the the no-hitter at home, and then last night was a completely winnable game. It, it wasn't a game where the Astros proved to be a better team than the Phillies, where they, they proved to be in a class of their own. I mean, are they better on paper? Sure, but it didn't look like that last night. I mean, the Phillies' bullpen right now has sh- shut them down, the exception of one inning uh, and one blow-up from Jose Alvarado in Game 4. But yep. as I think about it, and you, you look forward, going into Houston – I don't know. They they certainly have a shot. Like you have Zach Wheeler going on the mound tomorrow against Framber Valdez, who I know Valdez gave them trouble in game two, but go look at his numbers last year in the World Series. He was absolutely rocked a second start against the Braves in the World Series a year ago. And the Phillies offense has done this, right? They they've gone dormant. They they've struggled at times throughout the season. That's the nature of baseball because it is such a long season. But if they came out tomorrow and just put up a six spot in the fifth inning, would you be that shocked? I mean, you think about how this entire playoff run started. It started because they were down 2 nothing with one out in the ninth inning against St. Louis and just put up a seven spot on a bunch of little hits, on a bunch of little bloopers and Texas leaguers and whatever freeze you want to use. I mean, this offense is capable of that. Is Reese Hoskins, after an 0-for-5 with a four-strikeout performance, capable of just turning on a curveball tomorrow and yanking it into the Crawford boxes? Of course he is. I mean... I don't like their chances. They're certainly betting underdogs, and for a very good reason. But as you look at it right now, they aren't down and out. And if you believe in karma, like I do, or maybe Taylor Swift does, which is an obscure reference for probably most of our audience, 
Don't the Astros deserve to get their harps ripped out like this? Yes. Don't the Astros, whose they fans do. right now are probably sitting at home planning their parade for Monday afternoon or Wednesday afternoon, or I don't even know if they do parades in Houston, but whenever they're – don't they deserve to have their hearts ripped out at home, going home on a Saturday and Sunday night, wondering how they could have blown this again? I mean, think about how they lost in 2019 to Washington, right? They won three in a row in D.C. and then lost back-to-back games at home. I think they deserve to lose. God does not want the Houston Astros to win a World Series. There we it's go. It's just plain and simple. There we go. So some karma getting involved here. Tucker's believing, and he's got karma. We need, and we need more Taylor Swift reference on this show. 215-592-9494. It's how you hop board. Look, we've, we've talked throughout an amazing postseason run, and I have felt the belief from this city in this team grow and grow and grow and grow as the weeks have gone on, and with good reason. And guess what? They made a believer out of me, and they certainly, they've no matter what happens, they, they've earned all our respect. I mean, they, they've made it to game six at bare minimum of the World Series. They, they've turned from losers into winners. That's, that's the truth. It doesn't matter if they win the World Series or not. They became a winning baseball team, a truly winning baseball team over the last month. They, they will have that forever, and hopefully it springboards them into the future. But I, I, I'm not, I wish I had, I, I, you know, I need your help. I need your, because I'm right now, I'm down. I'm down last night hurt. That game was there for the taking. And it just was so frustrating watching at bat after at bat until the Segura RBI at bat after at bat in big spots where they couldn't come through. And then the defense just crushing them. That is crushing. You have to play better defense in the postseason in one-run games. You have to. You have to. And I have to say, before we go to the phone lights here, Tucker's right. Reese Hoskins has shown an ability to bounce back. Obviously, with the, the spike and the home run against the Braves and then hit a bunch against the Padres, he's shown an ability to hit a bunch of home runs in, in a short period of time and bounce back. That's no, no question. But this might have to be the biggest bounce back because I, I can make a case that last night Reese Hoskins played the worst World Series game in the history of the World Series. And I know they've been doing this thing for over 100 years. But I can't imagine there have been many times in the history of the World Series ever where a player had that many at-bats in big moments, like high-leverage moments, including bases loaded, struck out four times in a World Series game and made a crucial defensive miscue. I mean, that if, if, go back if you, if you want to have some fun with it and try to figure out if anyone had a worse World Series game. I, I would say it's hard to do that. It's hard to have a worse game than four strikeouts and a crucial defensive mistake in a single World Series game. Reese has had a short memory. He's bounced back. He has high highs, low lows. He needs to. Because this team needs him. 215-592-9494. It's how you hop aboard. Do you still believe they're coming back to win the World Series? I don't right now. Maybe by 10 o'clock tonight, you guys convince me. Because I'm down right now. Josh in Manion. Hey, Josh. What's going on, guys? How we doing? Good, Josh. What are you feeling tonight? I, I, I Optimistic, but, you know, of course, there, there's that doubt. I mean, obviously, you're down. You're down a game now. They could be eliminated by... You know, by tomorrow, and then that—that's it. That's that's the season. That's all we. That's all she wrote. But I'll tell you what. Last night I was in Center City watching the game, and uh, you're right. I mean, how many opportunities were there? And I just every time Nick Castellanos got up to bat, I was like, easy out. You know, it was like it was like when we were kids and we used to play. In, you know, in the field, easy out. You know, so it just—it's kind of uh, it baffles me how the offense just kind of disappears like that. And you mentioned it earlier. They they have their peaks and valleys, but. You know, this is not the time to have a valley, you know? Um, well, I'm, I'm making it worse, Josh. You know, it, it's one thing if, if Justin Verlander shows up and he's Cy Young Verlander, right? If he strikes out 10 as a walk. Not. But, but he's, he's not. not. Exactly. Like, he's not. He, he walked yeah. four guys last night. They had chances the whole time yeah. against him. 
Yeah, and and, and, and you know, Gene's Gene's got to do more too. And I think uh, if Stott's going to remain on this team or, or or at least show that he can play on this team into next season, he's got to show up too. And you can't have holes in your lineup at this point in the season. I know the Astros, the Astros, but you know, if you're going to beat the Astros and come back and win Game Seven, then you got to you got to shore up those things. And and we can't rely on the bullpen. And whoever made that point about Brogdon earlier. He's fantastic, and I, I'm really looking forward to, to what he has to do in these next couple of games if they get him in there. Yeah, yeah. Josh, it is. It is a, if there's a silver lining, Josh, appreciate it, uh, the last couple of games here in this series. I mean, Connor Brogdon has, has re-emerged. He stepped up. He was excellent. I mean, he kept them in the game last night after Syndergaard came out and, and allowed that thing to stay close, despite the Phillies not scoring enough in, in boy, the whole game. Ricardo is in Philadelphia. Hey, Ricardo. Yeah, how you doing, guys? Good, Ricardo. What are you thinking tonight? Hey, look, I got a few points to make, right? So first, let me see if I'm going to show you out with these with these stats that I saw. I read on, I think it was MLB.com, on Instagram, that the last time a home team, a home team won the World Series was in 2011. So we got something there, right? Wow, you know, right? You know what? I didn't realize that, but now I'm thinking back, like I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm kind of picturing the the champions in my head and them celebrating. Yeah, it, it has been a while since the team won at home. And Luis was the last one to win at home. Who was? So that the Cardinals. Cardinals, that 2011. Was, 2011. You know, yep. Yep. They, 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 they were free, you know, yep. the whole Nelson Cruz, whatever thing. So one thing I got to tell you is hey, now that we think about it, how many times have Topper used somebody off the bench to pinch hit? Oh, uh, very rare. I mean, in, in this, I mean, this postseason, Ricardo, it's been very rare. I mean, they've had the same, they, they kind of have. The same lineup, right? They have the right the lineup against righties, the lineup against lefties. I, I suppose once in a while, he's he's kind of flipped it around with, with bringing Marsh in in the game that Veerling starts, but it's very rare. Hey, but you know what? It also makes you think: Why isn't Derry Hall part of the postseason um, roster? Like, you know, last night eighth inning, you know, running to the corner, we went out. Brandon Marsh is not supposed to be hitting there, and you, but you know, the truth is, you got nobody on the bench that can hit, like. You should have, you know, I think we should have left somebody of, you know, they, you know, brought Hang or somebody and add Derry Hall to the roster. Cause, you I know. know last night, him yeah, I thought, hitting, you know, it's Derry a, Hall hitting there. I thought about I that. Yeah, and, and I, it's a good point. Ricardo, I appreciate your phone call. So, Ricardo brings up a good point. It's been a while since Team One at home. Now, Tucker mentioned to me that the 2020 Dodgers technically were the home team. But was that, where's that World Series? Arlington? Yeah, it was at the Rangers Stadium. Yeah, that was the pandemic season. Uh, that doesn't count. So it's it's obviously been a while since the team clinched at home. As far as the Marsh thing last night, I mean, Marsh has had a good series. Now, he's, I don't think he's going to win the MVP the way I, I thought maybe he had a sneaky chance to do. But he, he's hitting this series. I I mean, well, who is the option if not Marsh in that spot against Presley? I mean, you're not going to put Veerling a righty against a righty. I, 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 I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know the options that Topper has. Dispo- like, are there really options off the bench? I mean, look at their bench. It's Nick Maton, it's Matt Veerling, and it's Garrett Stubbs. Edmundo Sosa. Yeah, right now they're right. But, I mean, they, they don't have a lefty. Like, I don't think they've really pinched hit at all in this playoff run, and I don't know if that's an indictment of what they have on the bench or if that's an indictment on Rob Thompson just kind of riding with his guys. Yeah, well, he. Ha- I mean, Rob Thompson has. There was a stat before the game last night. The Phillies set the record now for the most postseason games with the same top six of the lineup, like, exactly. And it's the same. It's the one he uses every game. It's Schwarber, Hoskins, Real Muto, Harper, um, you know. Castiano, Castiano Spohm. Spohm, right, one through six. And, I mean, I, at this point, do I want Castellanos out of five? Yes. I also don't know what the best option is in that spot. 
Segura, I suppose. You, you, I mean, they could they could swap Segura, and you know, the one reason I think it, it kind of makes sense the way they have it set up is at least the, the Castellanos has power in theory, and Segura doesn't. So at least you have a power bat there in the middle of that lineup, extra base hit power beyond the top four who are usually getting on base and and kind of have there's RBI chances there. But like Castellanos doesn't actually hit for power. I mean, he's supposed to. He has in the past, but he hasn't had a home run since the end of August. I mean, at this point, would you lose anything if you swap Segura and Castellanos two and eight? I I don't think you would. Five and eight, excuse me. No, I don't think so. I mean, I, I just don't know what he's giving you right now. He had a couple decent at bats. He hit the ball hard. That that Pena made a leaping catch on. Yeah, he did earlier last night, but. I mean, outside of that and maybe a double he had in in the NLCS, he doesn't hit the ball hard. He really hasn't. He's maybe looping a ball in front of the left fielder every couple games to keep his batting average up, but he isn't putting together competitive at-bats. No, and look, I know extra base hits and extra base hit, but I feel like his doubles, because he hasn't had a home run in the postseason, his doubles have been those like soft, well-placed, hooked line drives down the left field line where it's like, well, he's obviously going to get a double. No one's there. He hasn't like hit one. Has he went off the wall in the postseason or deep? Maybe. I, I can't think of one off the top of my head. I mean, he has not hit with any authority at all. 215-592-9494. Chris in Westchester. Hey, Chris. Hey, guys. Um, I love the realistic outlook, but I want to take you back to July of 2022. Okay, let's when do it. We realistic like this. And we were down. Nobody thought we would get to this point. In, in September, we had a couple of bad series with the Braves, came back and beat the crap out of them. And we had to go through the wild card. We had to go through Atlanta. We had to go through the Padres. And nobody thought we were going to get past any of them. And here we are, two games away from the World Series. We're winning this one. You know what, Chris? Of everyone so far, you're making me feel the most, the, the best. I mean, you're right. I mean, they they have been down and out, and and they've been down and out to the point where it's it seemed ridiculous to think this was even possible. I mean, they were 21 and 29 this season, and looked like the season was almost over in the beginning of June. Harper got hurt. I mean, they've had a lot of moments where it looked bad, and they came back. You're right. It's 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 been their story, and Chris, we appreciate the phone call. It's been their story. I mean that. That one, that one worked a little bit, a little bit. That, that one got me a little bit. It's been their story. It's been what the. I mean, it actually went like when they were up two one after three. Didn't it feel too easy? Like the twenty twenty two Phillies just you know, winning the World Series at five games, although it would have been nice. It almost felt like this can't just be like this, right? This is gonna have something. Something the other shoe's gonna drop at some point here. Yeah, and it is interesting to me because you can bring up, you know, the middle of the season and when Joe Girardi got fired and how low the expectations were, but. If you go back three months prior, weren't we talking about this team being a playoff contender? We were. Oh yeah, that was and a- being capable and being a dark horse for a World Series title. I know things change. Yep. I know circumstances change throughout the season, and they back their way into the playoffs. And, and you know the way they've, got, they've gotten here is a, a run of miracles. But I don't know if nine months ago you said Phillies are down three two in the World Series. You wouldn't have had to squint that hard to see it happening. No. Uh, then during the year, you would have had a need, you know, surgery on your eyes to think it was possible. But here we are. The Phillies are two wins from the World Series. Or some psychedelic drugs. Yeah, maybe we, maybe, yeah, that, maybe that would have been better. 215-592-9494. Do you still believe? Yes or no? Uh, last night crushed my belief. Tucker's still holding on to belief. I need you guys to uplift me. Like, if, if you, I, I know, As we talked earlier this week, there was a sense of inevitability. The Phillies are going to do this. They're going to win the World Series. And I felt great after Game 3, leaving Game 3. I'm like, we're going to have a parade here. 
and and watching the last two games, I, I am I'm in a bad way. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. That's how you hop aboard. Do you still believe the Phillies are going to do this? Go to Houston and win two games. Right now, my belief level is is not there. I don't believe they're going to do it. Tucker does. Where do you lie? We'll discuss it all. All your reaction tonight after the t- – I mean, just a tough, tough loss last night. And, of course, looking forward to game number six tomorrow. We'll get to some Eagles stuff as we go on tonight. What a performance last night by Jalen Hurts and a team that was down and still ended up winning the game by 12 points. The Eagles are a machine right now. 215-592-9494. Get your board. On Sports Radio 94 WIP, football season is underway. So now is the perfect time to download FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino, America's number one sports. Because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just sign up with promo code Gilio. Look, FanDuel is all your favorite bets from money line, points, spreads, player props. You can come on your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. I love the FanDuel app. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 94WIP, so sign up today with promo code CHILIO for your no-sweat first, but that's promo code G-I-G-L-I-O. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.